Hey, Julie. Hey, Julie. How's it going? This is Hey, Julie, a podcast that's normally about Big Brother, but for these three difficult months, it's about <laughs> The Bachelor. And we just want to say kudos to you for still listener, for still watching The Bachelor and joining us to hear our takes on it, because I imagine you feel the same way we feel, which is that this is a tough ride. It's not a fun ride. No. And like a dangerous ride at times. And the cast and contestants of the season thought they were on a fun ride and they realized what ride they were on this week. Yeah. And I think, I mean, it wasn't fun to watch, but it was time that they saw what they've been putting us through. Yeah, totally. You get what you give. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Joel for last week filling in. I've never met him, but I loved listening to the episode and I thought it was great. And he did a great job. Joel is one of my oldest friends. And when he found out we were doing The Bachelor, he was so jealous. We went out to drinks. He was like, you need to have me on this podcast. I have theories. I have theories, man. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I loved it. It, his passion came through. Yeah, maybe we'll have him on as maybe we'll have him on for the finale or second to last episode or something like that. As we we have a clear idea of what's happening. Um, so we pick up this week where we left off last week. Well, Taylor's about right? to speak her mind. Yeah, Taylor sucks. <laughs> Taylor does suck. I mean, I asked this question to Joel: Is Corinne wrong about Taylor? No, Corinne is correct. It's finally time for Corinne to make a point. And she's right about Taylor. Taylor's very annoying. Taylor is holier than thou. She thinks she knows everything just because she's got a degree. And I know we all hate Corinne and think she's a monster, but even a broken clock is right twice a day. And at Taylor o'clock, it is broken. And <laughs> exactly. so Taylor is ready to, she's ready to speak her mind because she's only had like five weeks to do it. And she's she's coming in. And in my experience, I've dated many women, many women who did not like dating me in return. <laughs> and I've found, and this is going to be the theme of the episode, I found that making your case to someone who's already made up their mind isn't a good look. No, you just have to, I mean, this is a problem that I sometimes have in certain relationships where maybe I do this too soon, but... I'm just, if it's a conflict that I feel is beneath me, I just go, you know what? You're right. <laughs> Even though I know that they're not, I'll just say like, yeah, sure. Totally. You're right. You're right. Yeah. So that's probably the opposite of what <laughs> you're talking about. And then, but, the, and then it builds and right. builds and then you want to kill them in a month. Exactly. And that's what would happen if Nick and Taylor took this relationship further. That's what would happen with a lot of the, with a lot of the people who left this week. Well, uh, Nick sent home half the girls this week. And, and he could have sent home more. Yeah, honestly, snaps for that. I'm glad he's finally getting to business. But then again, what is the business? Because all the girls who are still here are miserable and second-guessing their life choices, except for Corinne. I'm starting to think Corinne is actually the perfect choice for him. I think so, because I think they both deserve to die in a plane crash or something like that. <laughs> They deserve each other. Like, that's the problem. Usually, when there's a bachelor and there's the bad girl character, there's a villain, you're like, oh, he's so good. 
he's such a good man. He can't see that she's evil, like, because he's so wonderful. And we have to save him from her because she's an evil witch. And he's just a pure, wonderful man who wants to get married. Nick doesn't have that at all. For Nick, you're like, he sucks up with her because she's, even though I find her amusing, she sucks too. And all these other girls, I want to save all these other girls. Save them. I want everyone to go home and open up Tinder and just figure it out for themselves. <laughs> and start swiping. And, you know, swipe selectively. Don't yes. just swipe right a bunch because you're sad because you just got home from The Bachelor. Guys, too. Don't swipe right on everyone. Come on. Come on. That's not the move. And if, you're gonna, and if you get a match, say something. Don't just get a match and let it sit there. Sometimes say you something. don't know what to say. Sometimes you don't know what to say, and girls have heard it all before, and there's no way to make yourself stand out and look not like an asshole. So what do you say? Hey. The best, the best thing you can say, hey, a specific detail. That's it. That's all you have to say. And it can't be like cool picture with the nice tits. It has to be like something. Like say I have, say I have a picture up that's me on a beach drinking out of a coconut you know hey Original. nice picture what what beach is that i would not you know? respond to that be like oh, okay <laughs> yeah right <laughs> you totally would you'd be like yes this girl has an interest she actually looked at my pictures and she asked me a question and then you'd look at the pics and you'd be like this girl's hot yes i'm answering this picture if she's hot i'd be like oh I'm yeah sure yeah that's the thing that's all this whole uh, thing depends on hotness, really. Yeah, totally. It's yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of hotness, well, how do you feel about the enchanted evening with Josh Gad and Luke Evans? Well, I was. Let me tell you. So I was watching this episode with three other straight women, and uh, when that came on, we all were quite a flutter at Luke Evans. <laughs> we were like, yes. We were honestly like the contestants on The Bachelor, where we were so desperate for a man we actually found it attractive that when he came on screen, we were all like, whoa, who's that? I'm in love with <laughs> him. Sucks. I've been locked in this hotel room for three weeks, and I'm in love. And I'm here for the right reasons, and I'm ready to put myself out there. Luke Evans, call me. <laughs> but then another girl said that it, she read that he's gay. Like, he's out. So, I don't know. I, guess I could not tell you who Luke Evans is. Like, it Gaston? sounds like the name. I know that. I know he's playing Gaston. And I know Josh Gad <laughs> is playing his bumbling sidekick. Uh, yeah. LeFou. <laughs> I could not tell you a movie that Luke Evans has been in. I've heard the name. It sounds like the name of kind of just like a, a blondish celebrity man. I could uh-huh. not tell you anything he's ever been in. I could not wow. point him out to you in a lineup. Prepare to be enlightened because huh? a movie he was in that received cool acclaim was a little something called The Girl on the Train. Okay. The, let me pull up <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes right now. The Girl on the Train is like in the 40s, I think. That's what I said. I said it got no critical oh, acclaim. Oh, cut out. I, thought, I, just heard, I just heard critical acclaim. <laughs> well, she, Emily Blunt got critical acclaim. How could you um, not give her acclaim? So there Look you go. That. I knew him from that movie too. But yes, we were all a titter. We were all very excited. I'm amped for that movie. I will be there opening night. <laughs> Don't even Beauty try to rain on my parade. 
Yes. No. I'm not getting <laughs> yes. any audio from you. Okay, here we go. Yes, <laughs> I'll be there too. I don't know if I'll yes. be there opening night. I can't believe I am missing double feature opening night of Lego Batman and John Wick 2. Why are you missing that? Because I have things to do. Oh, come on. You have to prioritize. I am I, seeing John I Wick am this prioritizing. weekend. I am getting on a plane this evening to fly 300 miles away to Las Vegas to see Liz the doula. Maybe. <laughs> oh, my God. That was the other thing that I loved listening to you guys. I mean, maybe I told you this. But you, these two straight guys love Liz the doula. You both... You couldn't agree on any girl. Like, you love Raven, he didn't, but you both love I love Raven. Gay. I mean, I'm sure Raven despises gay people. <laughs> she she despises them because she doesn't realize that her hair and makeup and nail people are all gay. But I don't... Yes. Is, is her hair and makeup that even that good? It doesn't matter. I mean, they, that's why they're in Alabama, her hair and makeup people, okay? Yeah. Um, right. <laughs> so, so Alexis is gone. I just wanted to say pour one out for her real quick because I miss her already. Yeah. So we have a rose ceremony and what's this girl's name? Whitney. Who the fuck Whitney. is Whitney? Who is Whitney? Oh. No one knows who this woman is. No one knows. And we, I'm coming into the rose ceremony and all of a sudden we're getting a lot of like one-on-ones with her. We're getting a lot of direct-to-camera. Oh, here's how I feel. I'll be really sad if I go home tonight. And this is like, to me, this is the cop in the movie who's like, today's my last day before retirement. I'm going home to my boat and my wife. And then he gets his brains blowed out. I thought this was Whitney's swan song in the first half of the episode for sure. But no! What happens? Without warning... Alexis, Josephine, and Jamie are taken from us. Yeah. Jamie was not long for this world. I mean, good riddance. Yeah. Yeah. Good riddance. What can I say? Like, I didn't care about any of those girls. I wasn't upset to see them leave, except Alexis was amusing. But, but Whitney, and here's another thing, Brett, like, uh, I feel so bad for you that you're watching this season. And this is the one we're talking about because usually the two on one dates, where they leave a girl stranded somewhere or leave a guy stranded oh, somewhere. Oh, that's happened twice in a, two weeks in a row. They're usually a hit. They're usually, because it's usually a crazy person versus a sane, wonderful person, you know, where it's like, yeah, you're all rooting. You're like, yeah, leave them, leave them in that, in that valley and get that airplane shot or helicopter shot of riding away. This, this one, it's like, who cares? Whitney yeah. versus... Danielle, like last week we have the good person or the kind of bearable person versus the evil person and we knew the evil person was going to win because she's the only interesting person on the show and that was just difficult to watch it was like watching the election yeah. all over <laughs> as everything is now and we just see it in the faces of every child we, we see on the street and then this week they're like yeah. and we're doing another two-on-one with Whitney crickets and Danielle <laughs> like- L a single hand claps like right it's like oh no how is he gonna make that choice between fucking carrots and a meatball like (laughs) two completely different things that were like not really in opposition at all (laughs) carrots 
having a meatball. Yeah, I know. There's just weird, random things that just, I don't know. Yeah. No, I don't know either. It was pointless. It was lame. Danielle told him that she was falling in love with him. How can you be falling in love with him? How? Because you have Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah, there's nothing to love there. Nick is a hollowed husk of a human being. Do you buy into our guest Joel's theory that Nick has been burnt, has seen himself be burned on three seasons of The Bachelor and now knows to be, in order to be portrayed as neutral at best, he does nothing yeah. instead of behaves like himself, his true self? Absolutely. Because another thing, and we've probably touched on this before, but usually The Bachelor has a job, right? Like a yeah. pilot, a wine connoisseur. Architect. I'm sure I'm sure there's been a hundred architect back bachelors. Because Ben, I mean, because uh, Nick has been doing this, because I love him. But anyway, because Nick has been doing this for so many seasons, his job really is to just be on The Bachelor. And it has been for like five years now. So there's just no, you're thinking to yourself, usually you're thinking Chris was a farmer. Okay, I'm marrying a farmer. Uh, you know, Juan Pablo, I know um, Jake was a pilot. Okay, I'm marrying a pilot. So you're thinking that's what the life is going to be eventually. For Nick, what is Rachel, a lawyer, looking at Nick thinking, okay, I'm marrying her personality. Like, what? No one wants that. No normal, sane person wants to marry that. No, and then, like, this is Come it. On. This is your swan song. This is your final season, Nick. You're done after this. If oh, he better find... be D-U-N. D- yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, wait, I want to talk a little bit about Ingrid. Ingrid? She she left... Who's Ingrid. Wait, wait, what? Maybe her name's not Ingrid. Astrid? I want to talk about the Russian girl. Christina. Christina. Uh, I want to talk about Christina. So Christina gets a one-on-one and opens her mouth four times. Well, but when she does open it, uh, wow, a lot lot of of sad stuff comes out. Uh, Again, I was watching this with girlfriends and we because she had not at up to this point said anything all we knew is she was the one with an accent one of two with an accent yeah there's a lot to unpack here and she goes on the date and he asking her like do you have a sister yes do you like food yes what do you like Uh, what, what other things do you like crickets like nothing she's not well because then she's like I like America because I was a Russian orphan uh, who was about to be sold into child prostitution. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's what her... her uh, well, before her we get there, there's this quote from Nick where he's talking about her being Russian. And I'm going to say this with, like... I'm going to say the quote. And here it goes. He goes, I get the sense that it, it being Russian is a huge part of what she is. No shit! <laughs> that's so weird and he's like I get, that, I get a huge I get that this, I get the sense that a huge I'm sorry I oh, fuck I can keep fucking this up I get the sense that being Russian is a huge part of what she is like that's the craziest stupidest thing I've ever heard I get heard. the sense 
I mean, yeah. I her citizenship, of course. <laughs> like, oh, the way you grew up plays a big part in the way you are now. Especially wow. if you're from a completely different com- country. I also think it's a little sad. Uh, just talking about humanity, maybe. <laughs> but like, um, okay, so Christina's options in Russia as an orphan, her best option, she made it seem like, was to become a prostitute because yeah. she would make good money. But then she, you know, American dream, came to America, and now she gets to be a contestant on The Bachelor. I know they're not the same. I know one's better than the other, but they're both a little sad, if you this ask me. This is her lion story. She's like Saru. <laughs> yeah. Saru! Saru! Oh my god, it was such a cute boy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I love uh, that kid. Danielle, can you tell us if living in Canada was like living in black and white and moving to America was like living in color? Honestly, it was. Oh, good. honestly it is it's like but it's living in canada is like sepia and living in america is like blinding flashing neon lights dope that no matter what you do they're uh, they drive you to epilepsy even though you're perfectly healthy cool so yeah (laughs) that's that's the the difference non-health care Uh Uh-huh. So, just wanted to say a little something about Christina. Mm -hmm. Oh, we got to talk about this volleyball game. Oh, we got it. So, uh, (laughs) we're we're playing we're playing volleyball in the sand, and Nick's like, "I'm just gonna hang out over here." The girls are like, "Let's do (laughs) shots first, because if there's nothing that like really is good for the human body, it's." Doing it's drinking alcohol and then doing physical labor, right? In the heat, it looked so humid and disgusting. Like we should mention, they left they left New Orleans and went to St. Thomas, which I got wrong in my bachelor pool. But they're in St. Thomas now. They're on the well, beach. Hold on. You got like you bet on what Caribbean island they would go to? <laughs> yeah, because it was like St. Lucia, St. Thomas, St. Kitts, St. Saint- something else you know all of them you were there last week i know and i got it wrong all right sorry i really messed up (laughs) it's okay but so they're all miserable they all have to you always have to pretend on bachelor like oh my gosh we're going like remember when they went to wisconsin oh yeah gosh i love it like america is a great place to travel and I've always wanted to see the middle of the country. Great. And they have to say that about every place they go to, even if they're not that excited. Usually you'd think St. Thomas. Wow, that would probably be fun. But they're clearly in the off season. Like, oh, it so looks they get those hot. Good rates. They look miserable. Yeah, exactly. But it's humid. Their hair all looks bad. Like, we were, as I was watching, I was like, I know these girls are all very beautiful, but they all look like shit on this island. <laughs> like, Everyone there looks no like shit when they're doing tequila shots and running up and down a beach. <laughs> they all look soggy. They all look like it just rained on them. And I'm sure that didn't help their mood because they all went nuts at this volleyball game. Well, Jasmine is turning up to 11 because, again, if there's something I've noticed in dating, even 
being a performer and auditioning for things, mm-hmm. the louder you get, the more <laughs> unbearable you become. <laughs> right. And like when you try really hard, it's just it's just not working, girl. It just it's cringy. You're cringing. You're like I the other <laughs> I went to a cafe this week to try to write. It didn't work. It was very bad. Because whenever I'm in a public place, I can't help but overhear and listen to everyone else. Oh, it's so interesting. I, what are they talking about? Yeah, exactly. It's so much more interesting than whatever I'm working on. But it actually was, it was this girl who was clearly having a meeting with a team of managers or agents mm-hmm. because she was so obviously being like, this is what I'm working on. This is what I want to do. Like, oh, and I've done this and I've done this and I can do this. And oh yeah, should I sing? Should I tap dance? Should I ball? It was just... And the two agents managers were so like New York here, heard it, seen it all. And it sounded so obviously like they were doing this as a favor to someone else. Like they all had one person in common. Oh gosh. Who they kept referring back to like, Oh Jody. Yeah. Jody loves this play. I wrote actually, I should send you this play. I wrote cause Jody loves it. And they're like, yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I just, I couldn't stop listening. Cause I felt so bad for this girl. And they'd say something like, well, TNT and Job Refinery 29 are working on a collaboration. Maybe you'd be interested. And she was like, oh my gosh, I'd be perfect for that. Like, what can I send? I would be perfect for that. Just thirsty. Thirsty, no. Feeling, I get it. You know, you want to be like, oh, cool. Yeah, send me the info. I'll look at it. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I'm busy with other stuff. And don't tell them what you're busy with. Just seem unavailable. Yeah, you have a podcast. Talk about Bachelor. Who cares? (laughs) Yeah, and she left and when she left they stayed and I was still there and the second she left they were like we have to read all this stuff she's gonna send to us and then like no the meeting was the favor we're good like just immediately uh, I felt so bad for her but that's that's Jasmine for you that's, that's what's going on here You don't want to feel bad for the person you're dating or auditioning or whatever. That's Jasmine, except for this line, which is the opposite of thirsty. I don't even know what this line is. She's complaining about how she's not on the two-in-one. She's not on the one-on-one. She's not having fun. I've been to St. Thomas. (laughs) (laughs) She doesn't care. No wonder she's bored. I would be pissed too if I was like, oh my gosh, they're going to take me to amazing locales and it's some piece of shit place I've already been. No offense, St. Thomas, love you. <laughs> <laughs> but I I don't blame Jasmine. She's used, she's an NBA dancer. Oh, so she makes $4 an hour for and she 41 days a year. And she isn't supposed to talk to the players, but I'm sure she does. Anyway. I'm sure she doesn't. I'm sure they won't even give her time. I, the volleyball game was so interesting because everyone's losing it. Vanessa's like, I can't do this bullshit. Everyone who's interacting <laughs> with Jasmine's like, bitch, get the fuck off. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> and even Corinne showed humanity. Like, there was a part, there was just a, like her sitting on a lounge chair or whatever, kind of just yeah. tears welling up in her eyes. And not fake tears, just like, I'm so frustrated with doing this. Like, they were all just uncomfortable babies. Yeah, which I am. and it was, too. yeah, yeah, it was very humanizing, but also very weird and not what this show is supposed to be. <laughs> like because it was also strange. What were they upset about? 
it seemed like there was some huge elephant in the room that no one told us the audience about because they were all crying in the sand. What it looked like to me was Jasmine was being was Jasmine was being like hyper competitive and like not fun. In addition to Corinne being Corinne, being pouty, right. getting drunk instead of participating, and like gyrating on Nick. And then you know what right. it's like when you just get grumpy. You're just out and you're grumpy. Like you could be you could that be lag. at Disneyland with with your best friends having the best day, but you're still going to have a 45-minute part of the day where, like, nobody talks to each other, you know? Because you're just wow, like, that walking around so all day. True. Yeah, you know what I'm talking that about. That is so true. So these are with, they're with people who they all fucking hate and a guy they have been hypnotized into loving who they don't actually like. And they're drunk and they're, like, <laughs> running up and down playing a beach volleyball yeah. game. They, they're in they're, bikinis. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of them feel like they're being made to to they're being taken advantage of physically. Like, what the fuck are we doing? We're like doing this like swimsuit, like yeah, like jumping, jumping up and up down. And down. Yeah. yeah, totally. There's sand, sand sucks, so I, and it's like not I, sunny. <laughs> I saw I saw that look in Corinne's eyes, just like oh, what are we? What am I doing? I'm just like I want to go home. Like, <laughs> So, they're homesick. They're homesick. Oh, wow. You're so really setting the, some real pathos on we, this. We get to the second part of the group date, the kind of just hang, hanging out by the fire part. And Jasmine turns goes from 11 to 21 to 69. She's just like, she turns it on. 69? Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> she's drunk. And she is... Asking Nick if he likes to get choked in a sexual way. Right. <laughs> and like, can I demonstrate on you, Nick? It's cool. Uh, you like this. And Nick was... And Nick, I'm sure, became a feminist in that moment. Because he was like, oh, right. this is what I've been doing to women for the last 35 years. Oh, man. Yeah, and very quickly... She's sent packing. Yeah, like this is. I mean, if we saw, you know, Taylor like trying really hard when she's already lost, and we saw Jasmine earlier in the episode trying really hard when she's already gone, this is Jasmine being like, no, wait, I can try harder and seem more desperate. And yeah, uh, that's the end. This was a bummer. And it's also a bummer because, as we said with the Tinder thing, I think it was a matter of attractiveness. I think if Nick actually thought she was hot, he would have. If it was Corinne doing that to him, I yeah. bet you he would have been like down, like yeah, whoa. His eyeballs would have been like a slot machine, and then it's like, ching ching ching, like love. Yep. <laughs> money, money, money. Oh, yeah. <laughs> love, love too. <laughs> but but it was 100%. Jasmine. He's never been into her. So don't give me that shit. So he was just like, great. This is an excuse to get rid of her. And into the van of shame, she goes. Into the van of shame, she goes. And now we're going on a two-on-one with Whitney, who no one really knows what she sounds like or what she does. And D'Lo. How do you feel about that, DG? D'Lo? What? You, her, I think her name is Danielle L., and for some reason, yeah, this entire episode, 
none of the other girls refer to her as Danielle. They keep calling her D-Lo. Oh, well, I'm okay with that. <laughs> I, I I didn't notice that, I have to admit. <laughs> I mean, well, maybe at this point I was like too many wines deep watching with my friends. No, it, but, was, um, it was weird. Vanessa mainly kept being like, uh, why did he pick D-Lo? What if D-Lo goes home? What, oh my God, I can't believe it's between Whitney and D-Lo. Right. Just, <laughs> I didn't know. It was really that is weird. Very, You're like, who the fuck very, is like, Can't make love her to just give someone a nickname that they did not approve of, that they don't want, that no one else calls them, but yeah. suddenly that's what they're being called. Um, I don't. I, I sort of soured on D-Lo this episode as well. And you were high I on like her. her. I was high on her because I thought she was just cute and normal and fun. I'm telling you, I think it's because of. I think it's because of the weather. They're all looking just like soggy, sad, sad babies to me. Yeah, and there's so, nothing. There's but, nothing as disconcerting as like when it looks really sunny, but then you look up at the sky and it's dark. And that's what mm-hmm. it looked like. There, like they were out of this beautiful place, but it was just like cloudy and dark. Yeah, they were all getting sunburns without the vitamin D. Oh, you know, with the yeah. actual sun. It was just cloudy, but they all probably got, like, flakes. And that sucks. So, it really sucks. Yeah, so we're, we're going on this double date, and, like, nothing happens. We, I don't even know nothing. what the hell he talks to Whitney about. Like, I watched it twice. I was like, what the hell is she saying? Like, I, she talks, and it just sounds like whisper, like whispers. <laughs> I don't right. know what the hell she's ever talked. I don't know, and she was just well, like... Sitting in this cabana, like, writing in a journal. I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's okay. I I was just like, this girl is pretty... She kind of looks like Courtney, who's one of the most infamous villains. And that's probably why she got kept around, because she was really pretty. But this doesn't... She doesn't matter. This woman doesn't matter. Yeah, I I mean, I was surprised she didn't go at the beginning. I thought we'd keep Josephine or Alexis at the beginning of the episode instead of Whitney. But, But... when they do keep winning, like, oh, it's because she's the most like a model out of the people who should mm-hmm. probably be going home right now. They were like, we got to get a couple more bikini shots of her just for the sizzle reel. So we leave. Keep her around. He's he's talking with Danielle and he's like, I'm realizing as I'm talking to Danielle that I have do not want to talk to Whitney anymore. So he's <laughs> like, Danielle, D'Lo, can I get up? And I'll be back in a minute. And he just sends Whitney packing. And then they mm-hmm. leave Whitney on an island with Paul Dano yes. and Daniel Radcliffe to fart on each other. <laughs> and then yep. he's on a date with D'Lo. And while he's talking to her, he's like, oh, wait, I have that same feeling. <laughs> it wasn't about Dan- oh, I mean, it wasn't about Whitney. It was about both of you. Get out of yeah. here, Danielle. Yeah, poor Danielle. I mean, I did feel bad for her. But then I also don't because I don't want anyone to end up with Nick. No. No. I mean, so I, I was like, good. Get, be free. I feel. Go paint some nails. I'm going to feel bad for, you know, the other Danielle or Vanessa, whoever does, or Rachel, whoever ends up with them because you're oh. like. You're ending up with a loser. These are career women with real jobs yeah. and real lives. And he's like, 
going to be calling the ABC head of reality in a month being like, so uh, can you get me what on you a show me? where uh, that's Plinko? That's Plinko yep. on NBC with Chris Hardwick? Nick is going to be that girl in the cafe that I overheard. That's who he's going to be in a month. Oh, okay? yeah. Selling himself hard to anyone who will listen. I bet Nick's going to be taking a UCB class in a month. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And hooking up with, like, the NYU sophomores who are in his class. Nice. For sure. Oh, yeah, baby. Definitely. I've been there. And I was the NYU student, okay? I was not the I was person. the cool dude. <laughs> But so, so yeah, uh, this is the point of the season, Brett, though, that you have to get excited because we're getting close to the Women Tell All. What's that? Women Tell All is when it, it's a sort of reunion show. Oh. And it's when, like, the majority of women have been voted off, and I think he's choosing between two or maybe three. And... They all come back, they put their fancy dresses on, and they all get to confront Nick or or Chris Harrison or whoever. They all get to speak their piece. So they all, and they have nothing to lose or gain from this. So they all are just like, actually, I never liked you. <laughs> or like, that's when all the shit comes out. Or they Ooh, rake him over the good. coals where they're like, where they're like, you said you liked me, so why'd you kick me off while I was on the island? Like, how come you made us play beach volleyball when you knew I was sick or whatever? Like, it all comes out. I can't wait. That's going to be good. Is that yeah. like a bonus special the, or just like a half of an episode? A whole episode. Oh! It buys them time because I, I, it might even air like, like there's an episode and then the next night is Ladies Tell All. I forget. But, um, but it's a whole episode of them just raking him over the coals. That's great. That's great. The carrot that they're dangling over. I hope I hope they put some thought into what they're doing because we this Taylor Corinne thing has was like such a nightmare and it went over three episodes of Corinne being like I know. I'm going to I'm going to tell him my mind. I'm going to tell her what I really think. Mm-hmm. And then she's like oh, she lied to you. <laughs> You have to keep it because I, I'm here for the right reasons. And you can't keep her because she's not. And it's like, you bitch, you're so fiery. What the fuck? Why, why aren't you saying yeah. anything? You should blow these people what up in their spot. Degree? I know. What happened to that behavioral science degree? Yeah, I don't. Again, I'm with Corinne. I would not want Taylor to be my mental health professional. Always be... Oh, your mental health professional. I thought you were going to say your girlfriend. Um, I'm neither. No, you... Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Well, that's The Bachelor. That's The Bachelor. Whoa. Whoa. We are not done. We aren't? <laughs> we are not what done. What happened? During the two-on-one date, back in the hotel room with oh, Corinne yeah. and her nanny, her new nanny, <laughs> Lorna. Yeah. They're waiting, and an overweight grip comes in. (laughs) What suitcase is he going to take? What suitcase is he going to (gasps) take? 
Ah, oh, here he comes. He's gonna take. He's gonna take Whitney's. An yeah. hour later, knock at the door. Oh shit! Who is it? Oh no! It's the same overweight grit. He's taking another <laughs> suitcase. This guy doesn't say a word. He should have a fucking mask yeah. on his face. That would be so much more interesting. <laughs> I want to know about this guy, what sort of direction he's given, because he walks in so obviously. Yeah. He's so big. He's wearing all yeah. black. Like, he's, oh, <laughs> yeah. oh, God, I want to know. First of all, first of all, That's Bagman. A classic. Bagman was great this episode. Yes. Nick quits Bagman the is a classic Bachelor character. He's on every season. Every season he comes guy. to Caseless Bag. I think so. It's a good job if you can get it. It's good work if you can get it. <laughs> yeah. Did you see next like, week? Like, that guy's on- not right. He's got a great job. Did you see next week on The Bachelor? It was a quite a sizzle. Quite a sizzle. Because we might not have a show. This might be the last episode. For all we know, mm-hmm. Nick's Does quit. It? Yeah. He's so affected by sending home Whitney, Jasmine, and D'Lo that it's too much for him. He can't take it. He doesn't know if he's even here for the right reasons anymore. He's not. Easy answer. He's not. I hope next week is the last episode and then we get ladies tell all. And then we can just forget about this whole season. Can they bring That's in a paradise. Bachelor? You know how they brought in Nick and one of the other seasons like halfway through after like half the guys have been evicted? Can they bring yes. in a new Bachelor at this point? Swap Nick out with someone I else and wish. see how quickly they fall in love with the completely different person yeah that would be amazing that would be truly and game-changing and what this franchise needs yes or we need an all-female version of the bachelor bachelorette where it's like lesbians yeah i mean it was like a ghost oh yeah that could like also that oh (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah totally I was thinking about Ghostbusters today why oh because I was thinking about Milo who is that that you know Milo Yanolopoulos the, the Nazi fella yes well, I was just thinking it. like yeah well that's the reason I found out about him and now he's like getting banned from colleges and sparking this debate about like free speech but I was just thinking like it's so crazy how the thing that propelled him into at least uh, for me, bold name status where I actually know who he is is the fact that he was just so mad about that Ghostbusters movie. <laughs> I don't... Like, that's I so weird. I don't buy the fucking free speech like, free speech police on, like, he has an unpopular opinion that's a Nazi opinion and no one wants <laughs> to fucking hear it. He can say it all he wants but it's like I'm not gonna book you if he wants to come to my theater and do if mm-hmm. I own a theater in Los Feliz in Los Angeles, <laughs> he wants to book I think, and I'll be like, no, you're not coming here, not because you're a Nazi, well, a little bit because you're a Nazi, but because no one wants to fucking hear it, and it's a capitalistic society. I'm not going to get fucking three people to show up to this theater. Same thing at Berkeley. Right. The only people you're going to get are protesters. You can't have an mm-hmm. alt right dude like sell out a. Uh, a lecture hall at Berkeley. No one's gonna come. No one. No one believes in that shit. Go to fucking Kansas, you piece of shit, and then jump off a bridge, asshole. <laughs> yeah. Listen, my thought in the free speech whole debacle, 
Milo, this goes for that Nazi getting punched in the face. This even goes for uh, Katie Rich from uh, Saturday Night Live who got suspended for That was a very tame joke. Listen, but here's what I think. Talk shit, get hit. That's all it is. You can talk shit. Go ahead. Say whatever you want. Make whatever joke you want. Be a Nazi. But there are consequences. There are consequences to your actions. That's a society we live in. And it's not the government. Free speech is about the government. The government can't tell you that you can't do this. But everyone else, citizens, can hit you. So just keep that in mind. Talk shit, get hit. And I understand Berkeley is a public university, but they don't have to book, like, like, they're not censoring you, Danielle Gibson, by not booking you as, like, a as like a personality to come and talk about being funny. Like, they're just no. not booking you because they don't know who the fuck you are. They should know who you are. <laughs> they should. I think it's a shame. Okay. <laughs> but you're, like, not running out there saying Berkeley's, like, uh, censoring me. No, they just don't want you. No. The audience is not there. Look, supply and demand, baby. Yeah. If, if you've got something to say and it's about being a Nazi and there are so many Nazis who want to come see you in California, then rent out your own theater and do your own show. You, Go for it. You kill yourself. <laughs> Fucking asswipe. Yeah. But next um, week, we're getting the Sesca. On The Bachelor. Do you, next week on The Bachelor. Do does Nick get P and V with Corinne? No. Okay. I think it's so like Corinne to be to lead with her sexuality, to do everything but, and then once it gets to P and V, she's like, actually, I want to wait till marriage. That's what I think Corinne. Actually, like. um, when people have sex with me, they actually have sex with Raquel instead, and I just watch. <laughs> Raquel, I, I come in pre- here. I have to preserve the the, the, te- <laughs> the platinum vagine. The platinum vagine. The, the, te- <laughs> the tensile strength of my vagine. You have to. You have to admit that is a great line. Wasn't her line? It was. I know. I know. Whoever, whatever producer, whoever wrote it, <laughs> it's a great line. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Listen. That's it for The Bachelor. I also watched two episodes of Riverdale, and I want to tell you guys, it's great. I'm never going to watch that show. Why not? <laughs> I don't care. I couldn't tell you, you who Archie is. I don't care. Well, you don't have to know who Archie is. I'm going to learn who Archie All you is. Have, did you ever watch The O.C.? No. Did you ever watch Gossip Girl? No. I've watched... <laughs> None of these shows. Well, okay, so Brett doesn't care about teenagers. Good to know. I don't care about teenagers. (laughs) Well, I do. I don't care about anyone other than myself. Other (laughs) than Liz the Doula. Viva Liz Vegas! (laughs) Okay, well, listen. Have so much fun in Vegas, and I can't wait to hear all about your wild and crazy trip trying to find the Liz I'm sure she hangs leaving out leaving Las Vegas I'm sure with Liz I'm sure she has no friends and she just hangs out at where all the tourists go <laughs> yes you're sure she has no friends <laughs> um, maybe she's helping someone give birth right now maybe they'll go to the hospital 
Yeah, she gives life, okay? She has friends. All the babies that she helps birth are her friends. Great. Future teenagers. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Guys, thank you so much for listening and plugging through this show with us. We so appreciate it. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, tell your friends, follow (laughs) us on Twitter at HeyJulieBB, email us at HeyJulieBigBrother. Do we have any emails? I didn't check. (laughs) All right, me neither. Someone emailed us something very important. A Nigerian prince has given us $2 billion. (laughs) Let me promise you guys, I do check our Twitter and Gmail very intensely during Big Brother season. But No one cares. Yeah, the demand is not as high as we said. Supply and demand is what it's all about. I appreciate it. Like, we were... I feel like we were (laughs) off our game today. But... Wow. Uh, what a harsh critique. I felt that we were great. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel that you and I, our chemistry was affected by me bringing in a third. I thought we could spice up this relationship by bringing in a third last week. And now and you I just want to be with I was him? wrong, baby. <laughs> wow. Wow. And now you've fallen in love with another, with our third No, girl? I haven't fallen in love with Joel. I... I mean, I love Joel. He's one of my best friends. But I'm just saying I thought Joel would spice up our relationship, but I was wrong. Well, how can you add spice to the most fire curry there already is, you know? Variety is the spice of life. Well, obviously not. Because we added variety and it did not work. So... (laughs) I mean, clearly, I'm in a happy relationship right now, and Brett is has got his eye on his door. The secretary's looking good, and this, I mean, to be continued. I'm going to let all my feelings out on the Women Tell All. All right, well, we shall have a Danny Tell All episode <laughs> in a couple weeks. All right. Guys, don't worry. We're still friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> Bye, Julie. Okay, bye, Julie. Bye.